0: When I was growing up, I never liked being around old people because all they seemed to talk about was their health. fetch, Kfetch fetch about their aches and their pains and their doctors and operations. I didn't come from a tight family, but most weekends my mom and dad piled us in the car and drove us out to the old neighborhood to spend Sundays at my grandparents'. The dining-room table was always surrounded by aunts and uncles drinking coffee and talking incessantly about their body parts, diseases, conditions. And as their voices lowered and all you could hear was the tinkling of spoons, whoever had recently died. One perpetual topic that haunted my dreams was Aunt Selma's goiter, an irregular growth of the thyroid gland on the base of her neck that looked like a large purple Italian eggplant. Learning that goiters were caused by an iodine deficiency and that fish had lots of iodine, I ate nothing for lunch but tuna sandwiches for years. We weren't a particularly sickly clan. Most of the old folks lasted well into their 80s, so why, I wondered, did they always talk about each other's ingrown toenails, cataracts, diabetes, constipation, liver spots, and achy joints? When I got old, I vowed, I would never be like them. I was at a crowded party just last weekend filling my plate at the buffet table when someone mentioned colonoscopies. Who'd had them, who hated them, who was putting them off, which included everyone there, of course. And when the discussion turned to water hydrotherapy as an alternative to that horrible gallon of sludge they make you drink, all conversation stopped, heads leaned in, and attention was riveted. Suddenly, I was surrounded by twelve of my peers, all of whom were educated and well-read, who'd had many lovers and had traveled the world, but who were now transfixed by a description of a high-tech enema. And at that point, I realized I had become my grandparents. But why, I had to ask myself, what was so interesting about other people's illnesses? Could it be schadenfreude, that wicked human pleasure we derive from another person's misfortune, taking perverse comfort in the fact that we aren't the only ones whose bodies are falling apart? Or could it simply be practical? Maybe we're all trying to help each other, to share resources. How many times have I learned what hospitals to avoid, what side effects to expect from certain drugs, or what to do when your doctor suddenly quits Outer Cape Health. That's all valuable intel. I know that with certain old friends, I find myself continually sharing my astonishment at the embarrassing progression of aging. Like, can you fracking believe how many times I got up to pee last night? Or it might just be that when we're in pain, when our hips ache, When it hurts to turn our necks, that's all we can think about. Nothing else in the world is as real or as present as our body, not sports or politics or nature or any of the subjects that used to consume our attention. So what else is there really to talk about? It might simply be we're all seeking reassurance or wanting to feel less alone or less frightened. I know that when I get into one of these conversations, I try not to talk too much, but to listen, because I think that's what the other person really wants. They need my attention. So, if the question is, why do we talk about our health so much as we get older? The simplest answer might be the truest, because it's interesting, because all our lives we've been asking each other, how's it going? And now we're subtly asking, how is it ending? Talking about aches and pains isn't just complaining, it's the news we can use. Kvetching is CNN for Seniors. I'm Myra Wood, and that's my opinion.